0: Welcome to the Truth CSGO Podcast, episode 53. We're talking about the Danger Zone update that brings with it a new Battle Royale mode and takes CS free-to-play, and Astralis win EPL Season 8 and the $1 million Intel Grand Slam. We'll also start with recaps of Supernova Malta and Dreamhack Open Winter 2018. Hey guys, this is Lectro. Hey guys, I'm Guardian. This is Dabs. This is Nico. This is Nifty. This is Chris Jade. This is Farah. Godzera. But This is Karigan. Are you listening to Truth. The Truth. The, Truth? the Truth. the Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth CSGO Podcast. The Truth CSGO Podcast. The Truth CSGO Podcast. Are we rushing in? Or are we going sneaky-peaky-like? Firstly, thanks to everybody who gave us some feedback regarding the last episode. It seems like you guys really enjoyed Max getting in the studio, so uh, I will be looking forward to doing another episode with him in the future. I had a lot of fun with it, and I'm glad you guys did too. Now, let's just cover Supernova Malta and Dreamhack Open Winter pretty quickly so we can get on to this update. Supernova Malta was, of course, the uh, resort tournament of the latter half of the year. And Max and I were talking about it uh, in terms of our expectations. One of our expectations or excitements actually was the fact that Hellraisers were going to be playing with Hobbit, debuting the new lineup with the, the trio of Firepower now with Issa, Waxic and Hobbit. And of course, that Liquid really needed to win this tournament to cement the fact that they were a number two team and definitely deserved to be in the number two team. Uh, and they did. They beat NRG in the final 2-0, winning pretty convincingly on Overpass and then... Pretty close, but still, still uh, strongly on Inferno. That netted them eighty thousand dollars. Naf was the MVP of the tournament. He had a rating of one point three one. So uh, the final results for the tournament were Liquid, then NRG, then Big, then Hellraisers, then Tyler Inverters Pro and Kingwin and Gambit. So Hellraisers didn't actually put up, uh, you know, quite the fight we were hoping for. Probably it was a little bit too early for this uh, roster to really be firing on all cylinders. But it was exciting, and I think we're going to see more of them. Uh, You do know I have been following what Daps has been saying about NRG's support structure in previous episodes, and he has now come out and said that they are looking at getting a sports psychologist for the new year. I think if these guys can get their mental game together, they will be beating Liquid a lot more in 2019. So that's fun to hear. And uh, exciting. DreamHack Open Winter 2018 also happened in the last week and a half, and ENCE won this. They netted themselves 50K with a win over Bravado in the finals, 2-0. They won on Train and Inferno, and Sergei was the MVP with a rating of 1.26. I think that's his second MVP of the year. He's only a 16-year-old pup, so that's pretty exciting. The final standings for this tournament were ENCE first, Bravado then Heroic and Existence Galaxy, Complexity in G2, LDLC, and Optic 7th and 8th. Now, this was quite a little bit of a strange tournament because if you recall from last week, uh, Max and I both knew very little about Bravado and about Existence Galaxy, although Max knew a little bit more about Bravado being the South African sort of representatives on the Counter-Strike scene. Um, Now, the idea that they got to number two over teams like Optic, uh, Complexity, Uh, even G2, uh, Heroic. Um, It could be that they were an unknown team. And especially when these unknown teams come into these sort of uh, tier two tournaments, there's a bit of an effect where perhaps the teams who are in that sort of bracket are not doing enough prep. There's not enough demos for these guys to watch. Uh, And ENCE, of course, were sort of in that. Well, a lot of people were putting them in that pile earlier in the year when they had a bit of a uh, showing, especially... um, I think it was Shanghai and then at Cologne. But it's nice to see them now proving that they were more than just a flash in the pan and they've got a very solid map pool now. It's not just Dust2. LDLC, I think, have to prove the same thing. They had a bit of a good showing earlier in the month, but um, obviously aren't quite as effective once people have seen a few more pro demos of them. Uh, the Probably the most disappointing result for anyone following the top teams is Optic coming in last here. They uh, definitely would have wanted to expect more out of this tournament. I would like to interview someone on Optic to find out what is going wrong. Their next match is uh, Biali's Mixtura for the Europe minor qualifiers. I think it's actually tomorrow. So I don't think they are going to be changing anything before the major. Um, and I'm not sure that Snappy's even been there that long. I know Nico came in from Heroic only about a month ago. So this lineup, you know, it, it's, not that, it's not that old, but it's, but it's also kind of old. And uh, you would expect that they would beat teams like Bravado and Existence Galaxy. Well, anyway, let's move on to the new CSGO Danger Zone update. Valve have now released a new update making the full version of CSGO free to play while adding a new Battle Royale-style game mode called Danger Zone. So, Danger Zone comes with a case as well, with a bunch of skins and weapons. 17 community-designed skins, no less. And can be played solo or in teams of two to three players. And, of course, being off uh, video games until March, I have been unable to play it. But I've been watching some streams, very avidly. And it looks like a pretty, relatively polished, at this stage at least, it's only one map, but a pretty uh, well-balanced Battle Royale game. Now, I have to give you a little bit of a um, caveat here. I've not played Battle Royale games. Uh, I never bought PUBG when it was the thing. I've only ever watched my seven-year-old nephew play Fortnite, which is perhaps why I have not played it. but uh, this actually looks this actually looks like the kind of Battle Royale game I would play. Um, before we sort of get a little bit too much into that, let's just touch on the free-to-play thing because that has been of far more concern to the community in some ways. Uh, what has happened is that uh, people who had bought uh, CSGO before the Danger Zone update have now received a commemorative loyalty badge that they can display on their profile for what that's worth. Uh, and everybody has been upgraded to Prime status. So prior to this, you needed to have a telephone number registered with the Steam account, linked to the Steam account to get a Prime account. Now that is no longer the case, which means that the bar for entry to Prime is incredibly much lower than it was prior to the update. However, well, firstly, this has actually sparked quite a lot of controversy because people have assumed that now it's free to play and you can just create an account As simply as linking it to a new email address, there's going to be a huge influx of new cheaters and because the bar for entry to Prime is now incredibly low or basically non-existent, at least for the people who had an account beforehand, those people can therefore uh, be matched up with you if you have a Prime account, despite the fact that they may have had previous backbans or be playing suspiciously. The, now, the, the thing that people are missing out on here, I think, is that Valve have come out in, I think it was three or four months ago saying, well, Prime doesn't even matter much anymore. And it's really the trust factor that is working better for us. And that's the algorithm that we're concentrating on. For everybody who complains that uh, the trust factor isn't working for them and they're still matched with cheaters, I'm hearing a lot more voices saying that trust has been the best thing to happen uh, to CSGO in a long time. Um, And look, it should be said that uh, when Valve did bring out this update, there was 14,000 negative reviews on Steam in that day alone but there were 7,000 positive ones. Uh, It's unclear to me exactly what er all those 14,000 people were complaining about um, considering it's a free game. It's an amazing game. Uh, Perhaps these were people leaving uh, unhappy complaints about the fact that there might have been more cheaters. And to those people, uh, all I can say is why do you not have a high trust factor? And if you don't, then it's probably your own fault. Uh, Now, look, in terms of the just uh, jumping back to the danger zone mode, Uh, I think it's been met fairly positively in the community with uh, a lot of people pleasantly surprised. There's been obviously quite a few bugs and it's uh, done other things to the game, which were quite surprising. Um, I think the consensus is that this mode doesn't play as fast as some other uh, PUBG, um, Fortnite, Battle Royale modes, but it also doesn't play as slow as others. I was watching Random Rambo play some uh, some of it last night and in his words, I thought I quite agreed with him that the mode actually provides another great way for casual players to enjoy the game when they get burned out in matchmaking because we all know it happens. Uh, and I always found the... Um, uh, what's the hostage rescue mode? Absolutely just like boring. And the arms race mode, just kind of boring as well. So uh, this could be just a nice a fun thing if you're... You know, it's not going to take away from the core of CS, the main game of CS. I don't see it going competitive anytime soon. Um, but whether or not you know it becomes something Valve goes on to develop and add maps to probably depends on the popularity of the mode. But I think CS has such a robust weapons and encounter system that it's kind of a no-brainer to keep going with it. Uh, it did seem to me like a lot cleaner. Probably the map is smaller than, for instance, PUBG but it did feel like there was less sort of ridiculous sight lines and it doesn't have the sprawl of PUBG or the garish. I just threw up a packet of Skittles, pallet of Fortnite. Um, so I'm positive about it and I'm looking forward to playing it in March. <laughs> Hopefully that by that time uh, there will be uh, a few new maps. Rambo is having a lovely time watching him because basically everyone who's on it right now is a noob. So he was having a lot of fun purely because he has like good aim. So I guess I'll miss out on that uh, ability to, that opportunity to um, frag a bunch of noobs. But uh, yeah, it looks great, and I'm excited. It's really fun to see something uh, big come out of Valve. It's been a while. It feels like um, it feels like a a while in between at least uh, mission modes as well or operations. I think the last operation was March. Perhaps don't quote me on that one. Anyway, it bodes well as well for the future of CS, uh, even if this doesn't advance the main core of what competitive cs is i think the fact that uh valve have at least gone back into the engine and made a whole new sort of set of uh toys we can play with is is uh, a lot of fun so that's exciting let's move on to the epl season eight finals now we were talking last week about uh the lower ranked teams in this large competition like Ince, Sharks, and Order. And those guys predictably got banged out. Uh, Ghost took out NRG, actually, and were looking quite good, but they were in turn beaten by Na'Vi, who were themselves destroyed by Liquid in the semis. Now, G2, this was their last run with the old lineup of Existence and Smiths. We'll get onto that roster change after we cover the finals. But they did get in a nice win against Hellraisers and Ince, but then got aced on by Renegades. And of course, uh, sad to see Smith's in existence go. But actually, Smith put up quite a good fight in his uh, final few games. And one of the storylines from these finals, before we really get into the nitty gritty and Australis and the final and you know the, the grand final and everything, uh, one of the storylines here is North, who were beaten by NRG and then Sharks. Now, Sharks, if you recall, were the Brazilian team ranked thirty-six. And when you put them up against North, who are currently ranked 10th, that was a bit upsetting for North fans, including regular listener Dead Mouse CS, uh, who seems to be a bit of a North fan. The only North member who went positive in this entire tournament was Gade. Oh, no, sorry, in the in the Sharks game was Gade. Um, and I can only assume it was because it was hard for them to collect demos on Sharks. Um, and I mean, their first best of one against NRG was close, so it wasn't like they were in that bad a form. Not only that, they'd beaten the NRG two one earlier at CS only a, uh, ECS sorry, only a few days earlier. So it's probably a combination of bad luck and uh, perhaps Katie not doing enough homework. Actually, Valde in an interview with HLTV blamed the lack of time they had to prepare and jet lag. Uh, so I guess it's a combination of things. Now, if there's a silver lining somewhere in this for Dead Mouse cs it's that Valde said that they are all on the same line socially for the first time in a long time. One can only conclude that uh, MSL was the odd man out socially because that's basically the roster change that just happened, and Cadian is on the lev with the other bros, so that's a good sign. Hopefully, that'll mean that they uh, G each other on a lot. Although, I don't think it's a necessary uh, requirement for a winning team. But anyway, maybe you see it as a positive. Uh, Another storyline out of this was Renegades. They had a lousy start against Hellraisers, but came back to beat Vici, Big, and G2 in best of threes. And only narrowly went down to mouse sports uh, in the semis. Now, worth mentioning as well that JKS had a blinder of a tournament here. He ended up being the highest-rated player across all the teams. And he's actually our player of the week. So we'll get to his highlights towards the end of the podcast. Um, I have to say though, at this point, I'm starting to get a little over these guys and their lack of passion. And You know what? Look, you're harder on the people you love, right? And I really, really want to love Renegades because they're the boys. I'm Australian. They're Australian. I just... I wish I could cheer for them harder, but I feel like they are not even cheering for themselves. Sometimes they have this lack of emotion, which is a real shame. Because in the order games at this tournament, especially in the order game against Navi, which came very, very close to being an upset, you could hear the boys shouting and getting fired up. And I just don't hear that with Renegades. Maybe I'm missing out on the broadcast audio. I'm not sure. But uh, if I would, you know, if I could suspect anything, if I would hypoth- hypothesize uh and of course you know it's a wild one and uh if you listen to the podcast regularly you'll know that's what i specialize in Uh, i would say that they suffer from a little bit of tall poppy syndrome if you're not familiar with that term i think it actually comes from uh, a a, a british term actually but it means to cut it means a society that cuts down any poppy that gets too tall um and basically what the the antidote to this would be a a player with a big swinging ego and there, there really isn't one, at least as far as I can see, in the Aussie scene. I think there's a a bit of a a, a confident vibe out of Greyhound, but I'm not sure whether that actually translates into the server. Um, and there's obviously some fire in the order belly, but there's no smulia, you know. There's no simple. Um, and I think the scene needs it, and Renegades probably needs it too. I want someone to get amongst it. I haven't met that character yet, but I think he's probably like thirteen or fourteen at this point. If he if he's out there, if he's in if he's in uh, rural New South Wales, just banging away on the on the five v five, um, you know what's it called? Gfinity qualifiers. Uh, he's probably too young to have suffered the kind of button lip. Yep, 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 yep. Cut your head down. Uh, sort of. Attitude of, the you know, my parents and my parents' generation uh, that I think was part and parcel of what made us a tall poppy uh, culture. Anyway, um, <laughs> somehow we've gone off EPL finals into a dissection of Australian um generational culture. We'll move on. Mousesports actually uh, were looking not too bad. They beat Na'Vi in this tournament. They couldn't beat MIBR. Then they beat Renegades and couldn't beat Australis and went down 2-0 to those guys. I think we're going to see bigger things out of Sports in the future. I feel like their peak, their ceiling is just so high um, and I don't think they're going anywhere. I don't think Sonny should leave and I don't think he will. Some have suggested that he should. Um, but perhaps like NRG they need a little more support around them I don't really hear much about their support um, there was an interview that Rops did with HLTV as well where he said one of the things that the, the problem about their team is that they're from different countries. They don't share the same culture. Uh, they spend less time together going out, eating, just doing the normal things, which is one of the uh, things that we hear Australianists talk, to- uh, talk about all the time, for instance. Like they're always going to the gym together, right? They're eating out together. They're going out to the movies together. Um, and Rops says, you know, like once they start losing, it's very hard for us. And they go into this deep state that's hard to come back from and no one's saying good stuff. And they're just hoping that they'll come back. And this, I mean, once again, this is, this is ridiculous to hear from a, uh, a top tier professional esports team that have won huge tournaments this year, that just won ESL New York, making huge salary, making huge money. Uh, and the sponsorship levels involved are like, you know, there's a lot of money on the line. And if you get into the state where you're sitting on a stage and everybody's feeling down and not talking to each other and the best you can do is hope that you'll come back and work on some positivity in the moment well that's just not good enough Uh, and i think obviously it's 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 easier said than done it's a very difficult problem um i think as mouse sports players get a little bit older maturity always helps because at some point if you haven't had a connection with your teammate and you can see that things aren't going well and you don't feel confident enough to say something nice to that person, uh, because you're not really friends with them outside the server, that sort of thing become, be- becomes a little bit less of an issue once you just all get a bit older. Uh, which is why I think mouse should stick together and stick around and hopefully get a little more support around the team and not throw in any sort of towel at this point. Uh, let's move on to Na'Vi. They struggled a bit at this tournament. They beat Order, Sharks and Ghosts, but were wiped out by mouse boards and then Liquid. They didn't have the confidence and synergy we usually see and they looked underprepared and unfocused. And I don't know why... They wouldn't come into this with with a little more preparation and focus. Uh, They're a mysterious beast. Actually, um, you know, it's interesting to watch Zeus's uh, blogs. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Probably you are. But Zeus has a fairly regularly updated, uh, well, I should say vlog, uh, pipeline that comes out on his uh, YouTube. And they're regularly subtitled with English subtitles. So you get a flavor of the man and the team. And he's a pretty... Like he's an interesting guy. He's a little weirder than you might think, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He's he's a fruity character, um, and he's probably not the sort of stable alpha male that, uh, that you might that, that might that which which perhaps could be the impression you got from the PLG PGL Krakow major, I should say. Um, and I think, you know, you get a little insight as to why this team may be a little more up and down than you would hope and than you would expect having the, the caliber of players they do because you can see the guy himself is a little up and down. Um, so that's a little insight you should try and get if you, if you haven't seen his videos. Uh, but anyway, the grand final of the EPL Season 8 finals came down once again to a matchup between Liquid and Astralis this was a best of five and Liquid had looked pretty good like each tournament they get even better against the teams sort of below them and they'd banged out MIBR and Na'Vi on the way and they actually took the first map uh, which was Train against Astralis in a very convincing fashion it looked like this could have been the tournament where they stepped up but then the second map was Mirage and even though it seemed like once again Liquid had done their homework the individuals. Individuals, I should say, in Astralis just went, like just said, no, it's, uh, you may have our team strats worked out, but even individually, when it comes down to raw performance, we are superior. And players like Glaive and Zipnik stepped up huge. Glaive, Glaive especially had a monster of a game. And Astralis then won Mirage and subsequently Inferno and Dust too. But the best about my far of these tournaments, of this, to- uh, yeah, the whole tournament actually, I was going to say these finals, but the whole tournament actually was Mirage. And if you want to watch any of this final and missed it, just do the highlights of the other maps and watch this map in its entirety because it's a banger. And you really did get the sense that as much as someone can anti-strat Astralis, as much as they can be prepared for Astralis, Astralis just have so much talent in the bank. There is almost no corner you can beat them on at this point in time. Anyway, this meant Astralis won $250,000 but it also meant they won the intel grand slam a million dollar prize awarded to a team that wins four esl events in the span of 10 you might recall earlier in the year Faze were very close to winning that they had three events and i think they had two opportunities to win them um, i think stockholm was one of them and then perhaps the major was the other one so they just missed out and i think they've reset now i think they need two tournaments to win or perhaps three anyway astralis uh had won DreamHack masters marseille the esl pro league season seven finals and i am chicago so winning this uh netted the four events for them and they are now actually some of the highest earning esports players in history the refrain once they would won this tournament was continuously that they are the best counter-strike team of all time uh it's not in my wheelhouse to say on my wheelhouse or my um tendencies to say that sort of a thing um i don't feel confident to say that sort of a thing but considering the fact that the number two team liquid can't even get close to beating them in final after final they're definitely removed from the rest of the pack um it's like they're just riding above the rest of the pack on a sort of hydrofoil and i think when i think about teams like FaZe who've beaten them in best of threes this year or in finals this year uh what's missing is that sense of consistency the sense of structure the sense of solidity and um, the ability to even beat teams that you should you know, always beat. <coughs> for instance, FaZe may beat Astralis in the best of three, but then they'll lose to Big in the next best of three. So they just don't have the same bedrock of fundamentals and communication and mentality and practice that Astralis have. Now, Device won the MVP of this tournament. Uh, that brought his tally for 2018 to seven setting some sort of record, apparently. Uh, but seeing as he was our Player of the Week only recently, I think two weeks ago, we, uh, you know, what, what can you do? The guy's dominating. Um, we've decided to give our prayer, Player of the Week to JKS. Now, Glaive was in very close contention for this, as was Zipniks. But uh, seeing as it may be a while before we see any Renegades players getting Player of the Week anytime soon, I think it should be JKS himself. And now it's time for... layer of the Week. Now, JKS, a.k.a. Justin Savage, helped his team to 5th and 6th place in the EPL finals. Along the way, beating the likes of G2 and Big, and in a best-of-three against uh, G2, he had a total of 71 kills and 39 deaths, with a whopping plus-32 kill-to-death ratio and a rating of one42 But overall, in the tournament, he had the highest rating of everybody with 1.35 over 12 maps, beating NAF, beating Simple, and beating Device, who came up at 1.26 over 12 maps. He had the highest kill-death ratio uh, in the entire tournament, being plus 90, highest in damage per round, highest in total kills, and the lowest deaths per round. So yeah, the motherflippin' boys. Do. I mean, it, it bombed the rotation out for Az and now it is just JKS here. Oh, Issa's missed a very big opportunity there to find himself the opener. There's only seven seconds. This bomb's going to go down and JKS is trying to deny it. Liaz raining in death down from Shorman. The bomb has gone down for Hobbit. Sadly, that's all he's going to manage. JKS going to line up three. will come in and Renegade's going to There goes the bomb and JKS gets the trade. Liaz as well, finding some frags. 2k for JKS, tapping existence at long range. That is going to be the AK out of the hands. But Kenny S, he was hungry, wanted to grab that oh, rifle. Boy. Couldn't make it. What a round from JKS to bring that back. Four frags. Yeah, the season coming in now. There's the one tap. There's the two. Just needs the third. JKS finds it. He's done enough. Team trying to get to a good start but JKS. Oh, he's oh, oh. keen on taking it away from them. And now it's Rocks arriving late. Good for one. But JKS, four frags in the pistol, continuing. Now there's a bit of transfer news. As we mentioned before, the G two shuffle has definitely been confirmed at this point. The former 3D Max duo Jax and Lucky. Actually, let's talk. Let's just mention their names. L- Jax's real name is Aldrich Yug. Uh, I guess that's how you pronounce it. J U G. I don't think it's Jug, uh, but Aldrich Jug and Lucas Chastang is Lucky. Those guys have been officially announced by G two as taking the place of Kevin Droolins, aka Existence. And Edouard Dubodeau, which is uh, a player you would be more uh, familiar with as Smith's. Now, the G2 project with Richard shock's papillon at the helm that began in June and saw Smith's return to activity after his stint as coach and existence take the reins of the team as in-game leader has finally come to a close after a string of very disappointing results. And Lucky and Jax so will be playing with them. And their first uh, little outing is going to be at the PLG Grand Slam. we am going to talk about that in a moment. Let's move on to Fragsters. Refresh has left Fragsters. Fragsters are an up-and-coming uh, Danish team, actually. Uh, and Refresh was, I think, the buzziest player coming out of that team. His name is Ismail Ali. He stepped down from the roster and uh, he's 20 years old. He's become the second player to exit Fragsters in just two weeks following the departure of Lucas Anderson, a.k.a. Bubsky, or Bubsky, or Bubsky, however you like to say it. He had not been able to attend DreamHack Atlanta due to medical issues. And I think uh, the rumors are that Cloud9, or perhaps this is confirmed. This is not the, a great uh, podcast for um, what's been confirmed and what hasn't been confirmed. But I think Cloud9 is going to be using refresh as a stand-in at uh, Blast Pro Lisbon, I think, because Golden's still got uh, some medical issues happening. Now, Waterfalls, uh, obviously the player from Windstrike. You all know and love him. He's now become a free agent. He's Russian. He's announced on Twitter that he's uh, decided to get the hell out of Dodge. He's 23 years old, and he's been on Windstrike's ranks since June. When he joined alongside the rest of the Quantum Bellator Fire roster, uh, his time with the team was short-lived. Uh, those guys had a poor run at the face at Major, and they decided to bench him, Balbina, uh, Jimka, and Kvick, with only the Lithuanian uh, being given a second chance. Uh, I think um, um, Bumic. Bumic is hanging on hanging on by his uh, fingernails there. So I don't know what's going to happen to those guys. Uh, obviously, we haven't seen much of them since PGL. Um, since PGL. Was it PGL or was it Boston? I have no idea anymore. Uh, HS and Innocent have decided to leave Tempo Storm as of December the 11th. That's his uh, yesterday, I think. Or today? Today. Kevin HS Tarn and Pavel Innocent Mocek have parted ways with Tempo Storm and they were the only players who were still tied to the North American organization after Ricardo Fox Pacheco and Hendrik Hendrik Shetty Valamaji. Christian, Lowell, Garcia, Antoran, and Aitor Soka-Fernandez had all left the team at different points in recent months. This team, we had high hopes for this team. I don't know if you guys uh, were listening when HS uh, flew the coop from Optic and, and the lineup dissolved over there. But uh, we would become quite, uh, quite fond of him and his um, in- impressive hair. I really think the scene needs a um, follicular challenge to Twist's current dominance and at least to take some of the heat off him, you know, spread the wine stain around a little bit. Uh, We also thought he was a good player in Updick. So it's a shame that he's blowing in the wind once more and this little experiment didn't work. I think they've been plagued by replacement issues and people not getting uh, visas and getting sick and whatnot. Uh, But anyway, let's move on to the upcoming events because there's a couple of them. Just when you thought it was safe to get back into the water, the PLG Grand Slam is around the corner. In two days' time, this event will be happening in Abu Dhabi over the 13th and the 15th. Uh, That's for 100,000 smackaroos. We've got a lot of weird teams coming along, some of which I hadn't heard of, like Chosen Five. They are completely Jordanian, and another team called Shot Callers. This will be the first outing of the new G2 lineup, as I mentioned before, so it'll be interesting to see how those guys go. Greyhound will also be there, uh, so we've got some boys to cheer for. And interestingly enough, a team called Gucci XD that features Scream and Doc, D-O-C-C, who you may recall had a bit of a controversy controversy, uh, surrounding him earlier in the year when he was accused of cheating. And, uh, primarily that was because he either wouldn't show his face or then he had someone else calling for him, uh, over the microphone. And then I think he was kicked from FPL because he didn't have the communication, uh, the other players required. He then subsequently was flown over to the FPL offices, uh, the same way they did with ROPS earlier, uh, last year and, played in front of in front of the uh, face-it pro league staff, I guess. They were satisfied that he wasn't cheating and he was who he said he was and he existed and had a pulse. And, and then I think was, his name was cleared. So it'll be weird to see him at his first big tournament. I think the impression was that he played much, 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 much better in FPL than he did in front of the admins. So, you know... I don't know, draw from that what you will. Uh, That'll be fun. I think on that team also there is a young Norwegian player called Erik Hansen Derns, D-Y-R-N-S, who I think is worth mentioning because his handle is Truth. Uh, And this is a, this will be a fun, I think it's a debut for this guy. Well, according to his HLTV profile, he plays for a uh, team called Kingpin. They're not unknown Um, so I think he's been around uh, and sometimes I get asked on Reddit whether I am the Truth from FPL so apparently he's been on the scene for a while anyway that'll be fun if someone called Truth gets any sort of run at this tournament I'll be cheering for them but this is really a tournament that Fnatic, uh, Hellraisers or G2 should be winning I'd say Fnatic and Hellraisers you'd really uh, feel a bit bummed if you weren't in the grand final in this particular one Now, also happening at basically the same time is Blast Pro Lisbon. This is another difficult uh, set of dates for another Blast Pro tournament. Uh, But this one's going to be a cracker. We've got Astralis, Cloud9, Phase, MIBR, Navi, and Nip. So this is definitely the Tier 1 A-grade smack we're looking for to take us into Christmas. Uh, This is $250,000 up for grabs. And I think NIP, Cloud9, and FaZe definitely are looking for the chance to get back on the radar and perhaps uh, perhaps climb a few rungs on the end-of-year ladder. And so that's all. That's it for this episode. There's a lot of news, and there's been a lot of news in the last several episodes. It feels like the um, tournaments have just been back-to-back. There's been so much to talk about every week. I'm very glad to have uh, my news editor, Josh, on board now to help me with this stuff, because otherwise... I suspect I would be getting seriously burnt out. It is that time of year. Um, there's a lot of Christmas parties. There's a lot of um, people, you know, wanting time. We're having a Christmas party this Saturday. That's going to be fun. Um, and uh, I think um, there'll be one more, maybe two more episodes before, uh, before the new year. We'll have a Christmas truth episode, I think, in a couple episodes. But uh, in the meantime... Um, I guess I should say if you enjoyed the podcast let me know The Truth at thetruthcsgo.com on Twitter at thetruthcsgo leave a review on iTunes join the Discord the Discord uh, hasn't been popping off recently it uh, had a bit of excitement in its first initial uh, couple of weeks Um, I've been look anytime there's a big tournament on I will turn it on and you're welcome to get in touch and have a chat while the vinyls are being played uh and so big thanks to josh for the news beaufort did the music uh see us go to asia the official partners of the podcast and uh enjoy the battle royale mode let me know what you thought of it send your impressions because as you know i can't touch it so uh <laughs> review it for me please and um yeah enjoy the game